worth it. Uh uh uh. You don't gotta be perfect. Mm-mm-mm. You just gotta be worthy. Time for IFYL Inspirations for Your Life Drive Time Radio Talk Show. Here, we'll talk about everything you need to know to stay inspired, how to set your goals, stay on track, and achieve them. Before you can do anything in life, you need to believe, and then you will achieve. Motivation, inspiration, tips, techniques, and the keys to being and staying successful in your life. We often share things you can choose to implement to make a difference immediately. We will utilize affirmations, positive self-talk, NLP, and technology to get you excited about achieving your goals. I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, national keynote speaker, member of the International Press Association, and your host for Inspirations for Your Life Drive Time Radio Talk Show. Be sure to check out BelieveMeAchieve.com for more of my great creations. How are you doing tonight? It is John C. Morley here, Sir Entrepreneur, and you are listening to the JCM Hour, where I talk about all kinds of things uh, that happen in my life and try to give you some inspiration on how it can improve your life. So um, I want to talk about something that might seem very obvious, but it's not, and that is conversations. How do we get out of these difficult conversations that we sometimes precariously fall into? You know, and they don't happen on purpose, but they happen. So, first of all, not everyone in life is your best friend immediately, right? So you start out with a stranger. Then after a stranger, a little while goes by, you move into an acquaintance once you feel a little comfortable. Then after an acquaintance, you might move into a friend. After a while, then you move into being a best friend. So let's take this from a very simple standpoint. When you are with a stranger, now that could be someone at a restaurant, even though you might not see them as a stranger, they're a stranger, right? They've introduced themselves, hey, I'm Joe, and I'm going to be your server for this evening. And if there's anything I can get you, just let me know. I mean, it sounds pretty straightforward. It doesn't sound like he's a stranger, but guess what? He's a stranger. And it's not the kind of stranger danger I want to share share with you, but it is about the fact that when someone's a stranger, there are boundaries that go up, okay, on your end, on their end. So let's just take, for example, I'm going to take the uh, Lyft and Uber uh, path because a lot of people take cars or maybe you have a, a limo driver that your company sent, but you don't know the driver. And so maybe you get in the car and uh, the driver says to you, Um, am I taking you home? And you're probably saying, well, gee, that doesn't sound like a big issue because maybe they've taken you many times before. This is someone new. And then they take you to this address. They're like, oh, is this your home? Now, that might not sound like a problem, but it's going to make some people feel uncomfortable. And what you can do is say, uh, I'm, I'm just visiting someone, right? Maybe um, the driver that you're in the car with says, let's say, uh, my name is Joe. Hey, Joe, uh, if you need any music or if you want any snacks or you need any water, just let me know. I've got a whole, whole supply up here. If there's a certain song you want to hear, just let me know. I have Spotify. I have uh, 
YouTube Premium and I have uh, XM and Cirrus Radio, so just let me know what you want. Okay, cool. So you get in the car, and this is not going to be a 10-minute ride. This is probably going from the airport to home, and it's probably maybe 45 minutes to an hour. That's with no traffic. Unfortunately, when you're getting picked up, it's at the height of rush hour. And so uh, everybody wants to get home. And so this person's talking to you and like, oh, did you have a good trip? Yeah, I had a great trip. Oh, that's good. Uh, so um, where'd you go? Uh, I, I went to uh, uh, Florida. Oh, great. What'd you do in Florida? I was, I was on business. So now there's a point where, oh, what do, you, what do you do for a living? Not even may I ask you what you do for a living. What do you do for a living? Um, I'm, uh, I'm a sales consultant. Oh, really? Uh, what do you sell? Um, I, I sell products for the medical industry. Oh, okay. Now you're still diving like, oh, what kind of products? You know, my brother used to be in the medical industry. I was curious about that. Um, and so now you're feeling a little uncomfortable, and you're trying not to be rude. So they're like, oh, so, so what products? Uh, just general medical products. So now the fact that he or she is saying shorter answers – this should give you a heads up that, hey, you are starting to make me feel uncomfortable. Maybe they don't directly come right out and say, hey, you know, you're making me feel uncomfortable, dude. Can you knock it off? No, they don't do that. But maybe uh, what you can do if they don't get the hint is, uh, you know, I'd like to take you up on that music offer. Uh, can, uh, can we listen to uh, 80? And so they put the music on. Now, maybe a song comes on, like, oh, yeah, I hate this song. Oh, you don't like it? No. This is a song that reminds me of my ex uh, before I got into driving, and that was like 10 years ago. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to hear all this. I just want to get in the car. I want to have a pleasant, clean, safe experience, and I want to get home. <laughs> that, that's what I want. And so conversations that reveal too much about your personal life. Could be your partner, could be what you do for a living, your income level, status, etc. Might be considered personal. And depending on your personal bubble, this may or may not bother you. Like I said, it may or may not bother you. That's up to you. But when you feel like you want to cringe, or you're like... Like, how do I get out of the car? Like, you don't really want to get out of the car. You're like, like, how do I get out of this conversation? Like, you know, how did this all start? Like, and you don't want to be rude and say, hey, can, you, can we change the topic, right? But maybe after a while, they're talking to you and they really won't shut up. You're like, um, yeah, why don't we listen to that radio? That'd be really cool. Good. Oh, yeah, the radio's not great over here. And so now they're just giving you that excuse. Like, listen, can we change the topic? Oh, yeah, so um, are you married? And they're just getting into more personal questions. And maybe you decide to just be polite. He's like, uh, I'm single. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm single too. Were you ever married? No. Oh, I was married three times. And, uh, yeah, first time I lost a lot. Second time I lost even more. Uh, you thinking about getting married? Uh, no. And now they get more personal. Well, why not? And so <laughs> they put themselves into a position that you don't really appreciate. You know, like, 
how do I get out of this? I just want to go home for a ride. You may never see this driver again, if it's with Lyft or Uber. And you're probably going to give them a bad um, rating because you don't ever want to get matched with them. And if they match below four, then the company's never going to match you with them again. But you're in this pre precarious situation and you just don't want to talk. And so how else can you get out of the conversation? You can ask about you know, music. Uh, you can uh, make a phone call. You say, um, I really got to make some office calls or I really need to focus as I've got to finish typing up some. Oh, yeah, that's cool. If you need something, you just, you just yell and I'm here. Okay. And so that usually will shut up the driver. But it doesn't just happen, ladies and gentlemen, in a limo, um, a rideshare environment. It can happen anywhere. You could be at um, a subway station. And so you might uh, ask the person next to you or somebody might ask you, oh, what time is the next uh, subway uh, northbound to Kalman Street? It's uh, seven minutes. I'm taking the same one. Oh, okay, great. Oh, you're going up to Selma Street too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going up there. I'm going up there. To, my, my girlfriend's up there. It's actually, it's actually my ex. I'm actually going up to get stuff. And you really don't want to hear all this. You just want to. And so now they might be asking, um, so uh, are, are, you, uh, are you going up there uh, to grab a bite too? Or are, are you just are you going to? I, I work right around there. Oh, okay. Uh, what company do you work for? It's an office building. And you're trying to talk with them, but that person doesn't want to talk with you. So I think sometimes people talk because either they want to hear themselves talk or they're nervous, right? This can happen on an airplane too. Maybe there's a passenger next to you. And so you can kind of know whether someone wants to talk to you or doesn't want to talk to you. And so generally, if you ask them a question like, uh, oh, you're going to Florida too? Yes. Um, and they might say something like, oh, yeah, I travel down here every couple months. Oh, really? So do I. Yeah. Oh, what part of Florida are you in? Uh, I'm in the such and such. Really? I'm just up the road, up, up, up near Naples section. Oh, really? And now they're talking. So it's a mutual dialogue of give and take. Okay. It's not like. One person saying one word. So the, the other thing you can notice is that if you feel like the conversation is in that one word type of phrase, you probably should change the topic. Another way that you can tell if you can't catch that or if the person's using more than like one or two words and they're still being slow with the speech, they probably don't want to talk about that topic. So you could easily say, um, oh, I heard the weather's going to be nice tomorrow. Yes, weather's going to be great. And you're going to see how things lighten up. Why does this happen? Well, people have a different personal space bubble. We all do. And so at the stranger level, there's certain information that myself and other people may or may not be willing to share, such as my economic status, what I make, um, marital status. Um, I may not want to share with you what company I work for, the fact that I own my own company, the fact that I have this many employees, the fact that I'm in this industry. I may not want to share all that. I might share one piece like the industry I'm in or something like that, but I don't want to become your fast friend in five minutes. 
first of all, I don't know much about you, and I may never see you again. And so I just don't know, can I trust you? I don't know anything about you. And so we have to realize that when we first meet someone, even if it's not a planned meeting, there is that stranger time. And you can, for lack of better words, you need to walk before you can run, right? Before you can swim, don't you have to jump in the water or at least get in the water, right? So don't start doing the backstroke or doing the crawl if you're not in the water. So if I'm asking you about your personal information and I'm not even there yet, we haven't bonded yet, I can't go there with you, okay? And if I do, you're going to probably feel uncomfortable or I'm going to feel uncomfortable because other questions are going to be fired at me. So typical questions that are okay, like, hey, what time's the next train coming? And then you start asking me questions like, you know, where am I going? Oh, do you know a good restaurant up there? Because I'm trying to find a good, good restaurant. I'm not from the city. Yeah, try uh, Madigan's on, uh, on 26, right around the corner. Oh, thanks very much. Oh, don't mention. What, what's good there? Uh, anything. Do you like Italian? Yeah, yeah. And so that's general. It's non-risky type information. And they're going to want to share that with you because they're not going to feel threatened. You see, the whole reason that people don't want to talk to you is because they have a guard up. You may have a guard up. And so they don't want to... Um, how can I say, divulge information to you. They don't know you. And um, it's just something they don't want to do, so they don't want to go there. And so now, if they've told you where to go to eat, they've told you, you know, what kind of food is good, and now you press them for more information, like, um, do you know um, a good place, uh, you know, that, that I can get flowers? That's a little personal, right? Because a conversation is going to lead to, yeah, well, I broke up with my ex and uh, I really just want to get back with her. And I was hoping if I got her some real expensive flowers, maybe if there's a chocolate shop you could recommend me to, I was hoping. So this person has no interest in wanting to help me get back together with my ex. Hypothetically, I'm just giving you a situation. Or maybe um, it's an intern at my office and I'm trying to do something for them. So... A commonality might be we start talking, and let's say I have uh, a certain suit on. Uh, my uh, when's the next subway? It's 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 a train to North Street. It's it's in seven minutes on track six, right here. Yep, right here. And um, so then the next thing might happen after I do that. If if you just ask me and I just responded to you, if I come back and say, hey, uh, so you like Herman Shafter suits too? Yeah, yeah, I'm wearing one right now, and so are you. I said, yeah, yeah, they're, they're cool. They're really comfortable, aren't they? Uh, I like their colors, and uh, we, we have a great uh, store right by where I live. Oh, really? Yeah, they're, they're, they're good. Uh, they're definitely uh, more expensive suits, but I, I definitely like them. Yeah, and so you felt comfortable about that, but you may not want to get into, like, oh, I bought 15 of them, or just the fact that there's a common interest. A common interest could potentially go into something that could take you to acquaintance. So we talk about the suit. I talk about my suit. Yeah, I've been going there for over 10 years and just really happy with the personal service. Uh, they're always great to me. And so now you're, you're talking and uh, let's say um, you get to the stop. 
And so you're having a conversation. Yeah, in, in my industry, I, I need to wear a suit every day, even though I don't want one. Oh, really? Uh, can I ask what industry you're in? I have the same thing. Uh, I, I'm in insurance. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm actually in, uh, I'm in uh, client services where, where I help people, um, you know, get a, like a run-through on the new software company set up. I don't actually install the software, but I give them the run-through on, on the payroll software that we've installed for them. And sometimes they're office automation software. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so deal with clients can be a little challenging. Yeah. It can. Uh, it is a living, but I have to tell you, I do like the job. And so now he's volunteering information to me. I'm not sharing. So we're both being a little vulnerable, right? So we're probably moving past stranger stage and probably slowly into the acquaintance stage. So we get off the subway. And this is a different conversation than the one about the ex-girlfriend. This is a totally different one now. And so we get off the subway and it's like, hey, um... Yeah, uh, well, listen, it was nice meeting you. By the way, I didn't catch your name. Oh, I'm John. Uh, I'm Paul. Listen, Paul, I know it's it's just about lunchtime. Uh, are you hungry by chance? I am, but I don't know any place. Yeah, you want to follow me? Well, let's let's grab a bite here at, at Mark's Tavern right here. Oh, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I got I got a good hour and a half before my appointment. How about you? Yeah, I got a, an easy hour. Good, good. Let, let's, let's grab a, let's grab a, maybe grab a beer or, or a drink and, and, and a burger or something. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, no problem. And so, you know, that's how you move to the acquaintance stage. And now, after that, depending on how that goes, you know, Mark, it was great meeting you today. Um, maybe we'll catch you something again. Are you in the city a lot? I generally come in about once a month. Oh, well, maybe we can do this again. Yeah, I'd like that. Well, listen, um, let me give you my card. Do you have one? Sure. Um, okay, if I reach out to you next time before I come in the city, yeah, that'd be great. Email me or, or give me a call. That'd be great. That's my cell phone number. And so now that move from something that was a, a stage of stranger into an acquaintance. Are we friends? There's a potential that after we meet the next time, um, like maybe we talk on the phone saying, hey, hey, Mark, I'm, I'm going to be in the city uh, uh, next Friday. And if you want, yeah, I am too. But listen, why don't we go to someplace a, a, a little more fun? Uh, there's a Dayton bus. Have you ever been there? Yeah, I've been there before. Sure. Um, what, what time's your appointment? Uh, my appointment's at 2. How about yours? Um, mine's at 1. Well, you want to meet there around 11? We can grab a few burgers, and you know we can even, we can even uh, uh, duel it out on some of the games. How does that sound? Bring some of our kid spirit back. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That'd be great. And so now when you're doing that, you're going to create a bonding. And you're going to slowly move from acquaintance stage. You're already at a stranger stage. And you're going to move into friend stage. That's pretty cool. And so are you best friends yet? No, you're not best friends. That won't happen for a while. But the fact that we're meeting each other... Um, we're probably now in the friend stage, but not the best friend stage. It could take six months or a year before we become best friends. So once you're in that friend stage, then maybe, you know, oh, oh this reminds me. What? Oh, when I was in, um, when I was in high, uh, college and I was in a fraternity. Really? <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> they get you to do some crazy things. Oh, yeah. W which fraternity, if I guess? Uh, top of the, oh, I was in such and such. Oh, really? I remember I was studying for my AP Chem, and um, I was rushing. And one of the brothers, you know, knocked on my door. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I got a, I got a, a midterm I'm, I'm studying for. He's like, 
Okay, uh, listen, uh, Brother Mark uh, wants uh, pizza. At 2 o'clock in the morning, Brother Mark? Yeah, Brother Mark wants pizza. Where am I going to get pizza at 2 o'clock in the morning? I mean, it's closed. I'd say you probably got to go out to Grain Street. Grain Street at 2 o'clock in the morning? How am I supposed to do that? Um, do they do they deliver? Yeah, they deliver, but uh, Brother Mark wants you actually to bring it to him yourself. Okay, so you could have it delivered, have it delivered to you, and then you could bring it over. Oh, okay. He just wants it to come from you. Oh, that's easy. So now I order the, the pizza, and it gets delivered to me, and then I bring it over to Brother Mark. And, of course, he doesn't just want you to just go. He wants you to sit and have pizza with him. And then he has this crazy idea that um, we've got to do something to show uh, our allegiance. I'm like, oh, boy. And he's like, um, I'm thinking the new pledges, especially you, can lead this. And maybe you can steal um, such and such school's mascot. And you're like, uh, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it uh, tomorrow, but I probably want you guys to do something. I, I definitely want to have that mascot before the end of the month. And so now, pretty crazy how it happened, right? Did you guys steal a mascot? We did. Did you get in trouble? We didn't get in trouble, but a lot of other people got in trouble who they thought stole the mascot. How'd you guys get Scott clear? Well, um... You know, we were very good at taking it. And then we also kind of planted clues so it looked like other people took it. Did you return the mascot? We did. We actually helped return it. And they didn't think you took it? No, because we were actually helping them do the investigation. Oh, my gosh. This sounds almost as crazy as it happened to me. What happened to you? Oh, when I was in, uh, you know, college, and I was rushing as well, um, it was like our last week in Pledge Week. And so I figured, you know, it can't get much worse than this. It's got to be over. And our, 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 our brother was uh, brother, brother Chris, and he was the, the frat master. And so uh, he wanted us to um, basically um, show our expression. Okay. And so the frat's uh, thing they wanted us to do to show the allegiance to the frat is they wanted us to um, uh, do some type of campus activity. Well, that doesn't seem hard. No. Um, so we had a choice. We could either be in the dunking uh, tent uh, pretty much all day, or um, we could uh, wear this stupid costume and... Uh, basically run around our underwear around the campus for like an hour uh, yelling, you know, um, I am lowly and serving my brother master or something like that. <laughs> what did you do? Um, well, I did the dunking tent, uh, which was cold as you know what, but the rest of them, um, they were scared of cold. <laughs> and... Um, I actually got around it because I wore a wetsuit. So every time I got thrown in, it really didn't matter. They didn't say that I couldn't wear a wetsuit. So I kind of found a loophole in that. He said, that was pretty smart. So now we're kind of bonding, as you can see what's happening. 
And he's like, you know, John, I, I, I like you. you we, we have a lot of commonality. Yeah, we do. Uh, listen, I have enjoyed uh, playing these games with you and, and doing this stuff. Uh, are you in any kind of sports? Yeah, I, I love football, and I also um, I, I love hockey. Really? Oh, my, my company's actually got a box at the, at the arena. Really? Are you a such as fan? I am. Oh, wow. Well, listen, um, I can get the tickets almost any time I want. All I have to do is ask my boss. I just have to give him, like, a day's notice, and we, like, hardly ever use it. So when would you like to go? I don't know. How's um, tomorrow's probably too soon. How about, how, about, um, how about next Friday? Sounds good to me. And so now you started to become a little more. You're becoming your friends, but you're becoming more than friends, right? Slowly. The fact that you shared something that um, you know, you're vulnerable with and the other person shared something, that's a good way of bonding. The fact that we played games together, that got our adrenaline going, that created a bond as well. We didn't know what was happening. But all that we knew is that we love spending time with each other, and we look forward to it. So that doesn't happen with everyone. Some people, uh, I'll give you an example. Let's say maybe you're at school and you're in a PTA, and everyone there is kind of an acquaintance because of association. They're not strangers because they're all part of the, of the school where your family goes. So you could say um, somebody – uh, listen, uh, I was wondering, could you pick up Michael tomorrow and then I could pick up Todd and them on uh, next Wednesday? Could we switch? Oh, that's yeah. You want a carpool? Yeah, we could do it regularly. Yeah, why, why don't we do every first and second Wednesday? And can you do every second and fourth Wednesday? Yeah, that'll work. Okay, do you want to do the morning too? Because uh, his father does the morning shift and I think he's doing the first and second week. Would uh would you want to do the the you know the third and the fourth in the morning? Yeah, we could do that. And so now you took an acquaintanceship and kind of became friends because of um of a, a need that you filled for each other. Now, if that need fulfillment, let's say, goes south, or you don't do what you're supposed to, or they don't do what they're supposed to, or the carpool ends, there is a very good chance that that um, acquaintance. Uh, that turned to a, a slight friend might go back to an acquaintance because you don't see each other as often, right? All right, so now when we think about strangers, right, we can't rush the pike. You cannot rush the pike. One particular place where people want to become best friends almost overnight is at a restaurant. Maybe it's the bartender. And everyone thinks, I'll start with the bartender. Everyone thinks, you know, the bartender's your friend. The bartender, ladies and gentlemen, is not your friend. I know. <laughs> I wasn't a bar, per, but I, but I worked with bartenders, and I was a, um, a server. Then I became a black tie. Then I became a captain. And that bartender is not your friend. They'll hear about your troubles. They'll go back and forth. But they're not your friend. They're only there because you're spending money. They're only there because you are spending money. Pretty interesting, right? So if they're only there because you're spending money, then what does that mean? It means that you're 
really being alluded to what's happening. Yeah, you're being alluded to what's happening. And by being alluded, uh, what I'm referring to is the fact that you think the person is your friend, but really, they're not your friend. They are not your friend. Hmm. So, if they're not your friend, then what are they? Well, they're appeasing you, so you'll spend money. They'll talk with you while you're drinking, and they'll hope you, you to um, relieve your sorrows. But if you weren't paying for a drink, they wouldn't be so interested in wanting to talk to you. Because, you see, they might make a commission on the drinks, they're also hoping you're going to tip well, right? And this sounds very, uh, how can I say, straightforward. But it's about the fact that you believe that that person is really there to help you. And they're there so long as you don't believe they're anything more than a stranger now they might be an acquaintance temporarily but even not because when you walk out of there and you come back in there let's say a week later they're going to remember you because you spent 200 dollars at the bar or 100 dollars at the bar that's what they're going to remember they're not going to really care so the advice they give you is not always going to be based in the most truth now that might sound harsh but it's the truth. It's the truth because you want that friend and you believe they're your best friend. So you're spilling all your guts. And then I say, oh, yeah, I had that problem with mine too. And they don't get into the details with you. They just kind of like nod or shake their head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went through that. I know what you're going through. It's brutal, isn't it? It sure is. They're just not good to us, are they? And he's not giving you any details, but he's just trying to make you feel like he's a great person, right? Trying to make you feel like that. But is that person really a good person? I will tell you the answer to that is no. And the reason it's no is because they have another motive. And that motive is to get you to keep spending money so you can soak your sorrows into drinking. Now, that's one place where, oh, I'm going to go see my best friend at the bar. He's not your best friend. He's got 20 or 30 best friends. And the only reason they're best friends is because they sit, they drink, and they pay money. And he makes money, and the bar manager loves the fact that he's always there to, you know, comfort everyone. But he knows that by him having that empathy, he can uh, make a lot of money off of you. So 
let's talk about this in another regard. Maybe you're at um maybe you're at a department store. And you know, you're uh looking at something. And the lady or gentleman says, Oh, um, may I help you? And usually you say yes or no, and then they go away. What they should say is, um, what may I help you with? Oh, well, I was looking at these jackets and then this, because now you didn't give a yes or no answer for the question. You gave something more that could be considered. So it wasn't a simple yes or no. There was like, what may I help you with? There was no yes or no. You'd have to say, oh, I'm just looking right now, but I was curious of the jackets. Or I was just wondering, do you have um, my size in, in this shoe? It opens conversation. Now, if while the person's trying on the shoe, uh, helping you try on the shoe, they say something like, uh, yeah, that shoe looks great on you. That might be the worst thing they could say because if you hate it, then you're going to buy it because of what the salesperson says. Never buy something because of the opinion of a salesperson. Trust one of your friends, your family, right? And so another thing that can happen is, um, you know, you're trying on the shoes and uh, they might ask, oh, um, you getting these for a special occasion? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, did you want a second pair? Uh, maybe. Okay, great. Uh, what's the occasion? I have a, I have a, um, a company uh, ball. Oh, very nice, very nice. Uh, are they having in New York? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, so, so do you have to bring someone, or do you just come yourself? Uh, they want us to bring someone. Now they get personal. Like, oh, well, do you have somebody you want to bring? Uh, yeah, I do. Listen, um, can you check the size for me on these, please? Sure, sure, sure. So now they're starting to step on an area that is, let's say, a little tender. And you're trying to be polite and like, hey, shut up. Like, you're so close to wanting to walk out. So now he comes back, okay, I got the cordovan for you, and I've got the black tassel loafers for you. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I'll help you try those on. Sure. Um, and now they might, uh, is, is it your annual holiday party? Uh, yeah. That's great. Uh, did, did you did you ask someone yet? Uh, no. Oh, you have anybody in mind? Um, yeah. Can can we just can we just uh, box these up? I'm gonna pay for these. Okay. Sure. 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 No problem. Um, did you want to put that on your store card? I did. Here it is. Uh, that'll be two seventy five plus tax. Okay. Great. Um, I'm just gonna go look over here at the ties. Oh. Okay. Sure. Sure. So you just want to get away from this person because all they're doing is prying. And the reason they're prying is they're hoping that maybe something else is going to come out of it. Like, oh, uh, so now, like, the person's really getting annoying. Okay, here's your – well, listen, if you ever uh, need anything, uh, my name's Chris. Here's my card. If you ever need anything, just let me know. Uh, also, if you need anything uh, in the ladies' department – uh, this is uh, Sharon. You can let her know, and she can help you maybe um, help the nice lady you're bringing to the ball, maybe uh, help her with a dress or something. Uh, okay, thanks. And so they really overstepped 
their bounds with you. And I don't know about you, but I don't think I ever want to go back to that sales representative. I'm not going to complain about him, but I'm probably not even going to go back to that store again. Or I'm probably going to ask, when is someone else there, right? And you could just, at the end of the conversation, you say, okay, so, and, and so, um, and, and when are you here again, just so I know? Oh, I work on, I work on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm here from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., just Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm only off on Tuesday and Thursday. So guess what? You come back on Tuesday, Thursday. Hi, uh, how are you? I, I'm Mark. Uh, hey, Mark. And he might be young. He's like, listen, uh, I need another pair of these. Sure, no problem, sir. Um, what size? Uh, I'm not sure. Can you measure? Uh, sure, no problem. Would you stand up for me? Sure, no problem. They measure. Uh, great. Uh, are those comfortable for you, sir? Uh, they are. Okay, great. Um, we have a new line I'd like to show you if you like the Johnson Murphys. I think you really will appreciate these. Uh, can I bring this out for you to try? Yeah, I'd like that. You have them in my size? I do. Do you want them in the cordovan, the black, or the beige? Uh, why don't we take one of each? Okay, well, why don't we try one on for color, uh, for size? Let's pick one up for color, and then whatever one's correct, we can just get you the, you don't have to try those as the same fit for the shoes. Okay. And um, this person is doing a better job because they're taking an interest in the person but they're not overstepping. They're staying as that stranger kind of boarding acquaintance. And maybe there's something like maybe he has a ring, okay? Um, and so, you know, you can, this might be borderlining. So they're like, well, thank you. I really, and your first name again was uh, Todd. Todd, thanks so much. Uh, I noticed, uh, is, is, that a, is that a class ring, if I may ask, from, from high school? Yeah, it is. I, I went to Alamic Elementary, and I, I just got it yesterday. It looks nice, very nice. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm just just working here uh, a few extra hours a week, and uh, I'm applying to college, so hopefully I'll be going off to XYZ College. Well, that's great. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. When are you here? I'm here Tuesdays, uh, Thursdays, and I'm also here on Saturdays and Sundays. Wow. Yeah, I'm just not here on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which is uh, when there's another gentleman. In. Okay. Well, listen, I really appreciate your time. Thank you, thank you. And so you kept the conversation in a manner that, didn't make either of you feel uncomfortable. If I asked about the ring and he says, uh, yeah, it's a college ring, um, but uh, um, I, I don't want to talk about it. So, or if they hedge like college ring or, yeah, it's from high school. Like, you know they don't want to go down that path with you, right? Let's talk about another one. You've just gone out to a restaurant, okay? And... You're at the restaurant, and you've ordered, okay? And so maybe um, it might be your birthday. And so the server says something like, oh, so and, and um, what age are we celebrating? Um, I prefer not to share that. Okay, and that's fine. That's just, you know, there's, being, they're not, there's nothing wrong with that. But they respected the fact that you said you prefer not to share. Um, would, uh, would you, uh, be interested in trying one of our house wines or perhaps, uh, one of our other, uh, fine selections? Uh, may I recommend something for you or would you like me to get you the Grand Sommelier to let you taste something? Uh, what do you recommend? Um, with the fish, I'd recommend this. If you're going to go with the meat, I'm going to recommend this. Uh, and what will you be having for your, now that seems very, very straightforward. 
generally at a restaurant, they're going to stay pretty much in line. If you go to the restaurant a couple times, they might get a little bit more comfortable asking things like, oh, so you're here again, huh? Working late? Yep. And so, but if you go to like, I'm going to say either a party, it could be a, a, anything from a christening, bar mitzvah, a wedding, you'll get a server there because he figures that if he's a little extra nice to you, like maybe you're not dancing. Oh, so um, feet tired or... Uh, just don't like to dance. And you might respond with, um, uh, neither. Neither. So that means there just must not be any attractive people that you want to dance with. Uh, something like that. And so at that point, you should probably drop it. Okay? You can kind of hear how the voice is going. You can see how the arms are getting a little crossed. And has the smile, but the smile is like a smirk smile, like, you know, go away kind of thing. And it comes back, brings you, uh, let's say, uh, the second course. Like, you're not getting on the dance floor yet? These are some really great tunes. I know. Um, can I have some more bread? Yeah, sure. Come back with the bread. And if he still keeps pushing you, like, you know, you're the only guy not on the dance floor. Do you know that? I hadn't noticed until you pointed it out to me. Oh, well, you should go up there and check it out. You know, you don't have to dance with somebody. You could just go up and dance yourself. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And so this guy's being a little obnoxious now, and you just want him to shut up. So if they're not getting your gist, you could simply, um, when he comes back, say, hey, uh, look, is it uh, Brian, right? Yes, yes, yes. Can I get you some else? Yeah, Brian, um, you've been really great with the service. Um, I just have a request, if I may. Yeah, anything you want. What can I get you from the kitchen? Um, do me a favor for the rest of the evening. Sure. Just serve me uh, the food and what I asked for, and let's keep the uh, small talk uh, to a minimum, okay? Oh, you got it, Chief. No problem. Take care. And so sometimes they just try to be friendly, and they're doing it because they think they're going to get a better tip can happen lots of places. Um, limo drivers, same thing. If they appear to have more insight or intel on you, they think you're going to shell out more money. Right? Generally, when you're hiring somebody for service, if you don't instigate to share the information with them, okay, they shouldn't push you for it. So they, hey, um, so you're with XYZ, such as, uh, are you one of the scientists? I am. Wow, so you helped develop the, that new prototype? I did. And so you might be comfortable sharing that information. May I ask how, how you came up with that idea? Yeah, I was actually uh, on a trip in Boston. I think back on a plane. And I noticed how the pressure changed in the cabin. And I just figured if we could change the way we measured the air just a little differently, we could dramatically improve the comfort of the plane as well as the aerodynamics on the outside. Really? And that's where you came up with the idea to, with this type of system for the plane. Yeah. So you went to an area 
that they want to talk about. So when you get somewhere and they're like, oh, so you're done with, I'm a foreigner. It's like, yeah, um, kind of, you could just change the topic and you could say something like, wow, um, I know you're probably really proud. Congratulations on such an accomplishment uh, in winning the XYZ award tonight. Uh, well, thank you, Brian. Thank you. Um, no problem. Uh, Mr. Adam, can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh, where, um, where did you get inspiration for this type of thing? And so when they start wanting to feed more information to you, you know that it's mutual. You know that it's mutual. Now, because the information is flowing back and forth, it went pretty easy. But at a restaurant, you have to realize you could be with a server for two hours, one hour, two hours, four hours, maybe even six hours with some of these weddings and parties, right? So we've got to understand what respect is. We've got to understand what being courteous is. And we've got to understand what boundaries are. Whether you're the server or whether you are the guest. Now, maybe the guest might ask a question. Maybe they're serving you some wine. Uh, Brian, is it right? Um, you're, uh, you're, you're still in college? Um, no, sir. I'm, I'm just, just uh, going to be a senior this year. Really? Oh, great. Um, what do you want to study in college, Miss? Uh, I think I want to study nuclear physics. Really? Instead of me going the path of asking, you know, what got you into that, I'm like, listen, uh, my daughter um, loves physics. Uh, you really, she's, uh, she's uh, uh, top of her class, cum laude, and um, I bet you guys would have a lot of fun together. Um, yeah, 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 I would give you the world, baby girl. You just gotta be worthy, yeah, yeah. But you don't gotta be perfect, oh, oh, oh. You just gotta be worthy, yeah, 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 no, oh, no. Want me to give you her number? I, I think I'm okay, sir. You don't, you don't want to at least talk to her? Um, no, sir. Can, can I can I get you any coffee or tea? I've I've got to tend to some other tables. I don't mean to be rude. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I, I'm all good right now. Great. Then I, I'm gonna go. In fact, um, I'm actually gonna be uh, I'm actually gonna be switching with um, Brian on the other uh, uh, with Chris on the other side because I've actually got to leave early tonight. So I'm gonna have him switch with us. So it was nice meeting you. Okay, take care. So now you switch with Chris because you just don't want to be involved in that situation, and he really pushed it when. He said to me, "I give you a number." Uh, no, I'm also. Oh, um, listen, Brian, I'm sorry. It was I. I pushed and I, I apologize. Um, I, I shouldn't have been so so rude there. No, it's okay. May I get a cup of tea? Yeah, that's fine. And so now, the person doesn't feel like they're going to be in that position. That's uncomfortable. And so, that evening goes by. And maybe that happens with another guest. Maybe some of the other table does the same thing. And says, you know, I have this uh, person that I really want you to meet. When the main reason that he doesn't share it is maybe he doesn't want to go out with her. Maybe he doesn't like ladies. Who knows? But he really shouldn't have to get into that conversation. He's there to serve them. He's not there to give them his biography on how he acts in life or why he doesn't act a certain way in life. That's, that's the main thing, ladies and gentlemen. So I think respect and courtesy is not something that just happens from the guest. 
but also should be treated to the server as well. And if we can't understand that, I don't care whether you have a dollar or you have a billion dollars to your name, that doesn't mean that you have the right, ladies and gentlemen, to abuse the server. And everybody thinks abuse is like, you know, harming them, uh, grabbing, like, you know, punching them or no, or yelling at them. No, it's nothing, not all that. That's part of it. But getting them into a conversation that they don't want to talk about when they made it very clear and if you can't read the signals, it's like, hey, uh, excuse me, sir, um, I don't mean to be rude, but can we change the topic? I'm just not comfortable talking about that. Oh, yeah, okay, sure. And so sometimes you have to be a little bit, uh, I don't want to say rude, but you've got to be a little bit in people's face because people always have their interests first or their family or first. And they don't realize how them putting their foot down is actually making someone else feel uncomfortable. So it can happen at a store. It can happen at a restaurant, a catering event. Uh, it can happen at a bus stop. It can happen if you're volunteering somewhere. It can happen at work. Um, somebody could be at work and maybe the other person's... Um, might say something like, um, uh, how, do, how, do, how is everything going here? It's going great. Is there anything we can do for you to make it, you feel more comfortable? No. Well, um, if you need anything, my office is right down the hall. So now you're talking to him. And, um, you know, uh, Tom, you've done some amazing work this uh, first week. And um, would like to thank you and have you come and join the rest of the guys for uh, a nice celebration at uh, Arnie's uh, Friday night. Uh, just to welcome your team. Would that be okay? Um, let, me, let me see if I'm free because I'm doing something tonight. Oh, well, you could come out for a quick drink. I mean, it's only, only a half hour. And if you don't drink, I mean, just come and grab a burger with us. That's fine. Um, can I let you know? Yeah, yeah. Let, let us know tomorrow. Sure, no problem. Comes back and says... Uh, uh, yes, sir. Thank you very much for the invitation. Um, this Friday is going to be a little busy. Or well, maybe another Friday. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, my schedule's real little crazy now with working and also going back uh, to college at night for my master's. So it is a little uh, tough right now. Uh, okay, you know, sure. So he probably didn't feel comfortable yet with the team. He doesn't know what's going to happen when he goes out to dinner. He doesn't know if he's going to be uh, railroaded, gaslighted. He doesn't know. And so when you offer to um, take someone out to celebrate, you got to make it very clear what it is. Uh, like, you know, we're having a, a this or something in the office might have been a little more formal. Like, you know, we're bringing a, a pizza in and we just want to congratulate. Hey, we want to congratulate our, our, our new worker this week for doing an amazing job and something like that. But you have to understand that People can feel uncomfortable in many different ways. And because of the law and because of people not being able to do their job, they now define this as harassment in many cases. Because if someone is made to feel uncomfortable about themselves or their surroundings because of something you said, whether it was intentional or not intentional, you're harassing that person. Now, if you don't know it's harassment... They can tell you. If you still continue to act in that manner, then you're deliberately harassing that person. 
like at that restaurant when he asked them to stop or at the um, store, he would have said something like, uh, uh, you know, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, I'd like to ask you if we could change the conversation and uh, just uh, wrap this up. And so if they keep going in and keep trying to come back to it, um, sir, I don't know how to say this to you. I've already bought three shoes from you and you're making me very uncomfortable and I'm not trying to make a big deal of this. It's just that I've asked you nicely three times to not bring this up anymore. Okay. And if you continue bringing this up to me, I'm going to ask for a manager and report this. Right now, I'm just letting you know it's between you and I. But if you continue to make me feel uncomfortable, I'm going to complain about this to a manager. Now they're going to get all huffy and puffy. Well, I was just trying to be friendly. I understand you were just trying to be friendly. And I did tell you three times to please stop. Well, I just knew. And now they're going to get all snooty. So I think... Understanding respect, knowing where people's boundaries are, is a key to success in life. And if you don't know what it is, you're going to find out either through a positive experience or a negative experience. And the negative experience might appear negative to you because it comes off that way. But it's only because you miss the social cues. People shouldn't have to open up their personal bubble just because they met you. And some people might take them a very long time. It might. And some people may never open up. That's why some people stay in the stranger um, zone. And some only stay in the acquaintance zone. So the moral of the story here is that if someone starts having a conversation with you or you have a conversation with them and you're feeling uncomfortable or the conversation is starting to stick, say, hey, uh, look, I, I, I don't know how we got over there. Um, why don't we get back to, you know, where did we start with this project? I don't know how we got way out of left field about our relationships, but how is it we need to proceed forward to make this a better product? And now you'll see the conversation will get smoother. And the fact that you've apologized, because you both might have been going that way, but you're like, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to go. I don't know how this happened, but I, I know we shouldn't be over here right now. Okay, that's fine. If you can do that, and you can take ownership for your behavior, and if somebody's doing something to you and you don't like it, you don't even have to say, hey, I don't like it when you, or I don't like it when anyone that I just met uh, starts to ask me a million questions about my life. It just makes me feel a little uncomfortable. I feel like I'm in an interrogation. It's nothing personal. And I have a very big personal space bubble. So um, I'm just going to ask if you can step a little further back and if we can keep the conversation a lot more on business, the weather, and general topics that don't have to do with anything personal. Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. So the fact that that server had to go to another table because of the way he was being made felt that was terrible but you know in most restaurant environments they're going to blame the server and say that it was the server's fault when you and i both know it wasn't the server's fault but let's face it the restaurant industry is not fair 
The restaurant owners, unfortunately, a lot of them don't care about you as a server. They care about where their money or their bread is being buttered. That's what they care about. So if you have a complaint and you share it with your manager and um, they don't support you, you might want to decide moving on to another restaurant um, because it's just not worth it to be somewhere where you don't feel comfortable about what's going on. And I don't care about the age, uh, younger, older, same age, doesn't matter. I don't care whether it's about something regarding a relationship, whether it's uh, about what products you shop for, about uh, what money you spend on things, um, what's your favorite social media, uh, what you do in your spare time, hobbies. You have to figure out what are you okay sharing? And generally people that you just meet don't want to share things that could potentially make them feel judged. Now remember I said no one has the right to make you feel inferior about you know who? <laughs> Only one that can do that is you. No one has the right to make you feel inferior about yourself except for you. So take getting to know people as a process and understand that Rome wasn't built in a day, okay? Um... Museums are built in a day. Um, churches, synagogues, uh, warehouses, uh, grocery stores, they're not built in a day. And if we approach things from that mythology and the fact that we go down a path, is this a conversation, if the foot was reversed, that I would be okay having? What if I was on his side or her side of the, of the shoe? How would I feel with the side of the fence? How would you feel? And we don't stop to do that because we're so wrapped in it. Like, well, I got to keep going because I, I, I got to find out about this or I got to find out about that, right? I got to find out. I got to find out. I got to find out. I had a dream the other night and it was about uh, meeting uh, LeBron James. Now, I don't know why this came up, but... I was somewhere uh, in my town, and um, one of the cops uh, was out there, and I was a responder, and I was like, um, he was like there. He's, he's like, he's like, you, 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 you can wait here a little more while if you want. I'm like, you can? Yeah, you can, you can wait here a little while. So LeBron hadn't come in yet, and so all of a sudden, um, he goes, I'll tell you what, he says, uh, I'll give you a ride. Robe. He's like, look, he's like, I'll see if I can get him to come out here. Uh, just a quick handshake and, and, and goodbye. If he doesn't shake your hand, you know, just, just a quick hello and goodbye, okay? You got it. Thank you so much, officer. I really appreciate it. And just respect for everyone is the whole key. I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. Remember to check out BelieveMeAchieve.com because I got so much information you're going to want to check out. Have a great night. We'll see you next week, everyone. Be Thanks for tuning in to another Inspirations for Your Life Drive Time Radio episode. We've got many more. This is that place where you're going to get inspired. You're going to become passionate about the dreams that you want to achieve in life. To learn more about John's other great creations, just visit Believe, that's B-E-L-I-E-V-E, me, M-E, achieve, A-C-H-I-E-V-E dot com. And we'll see you again on another Inspirations for Your Life episode. Thanks, and I hope 
that you have a great day. And remember, success is inevitable when you start to believe. Because then,